0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I enjoyed that conversation with Ashley. What a great leader he is. It's going to be fun to stay in touch with him and watch him continue to make incredible contributions with his really great mind. He's just a really good thinker. I love to I love to be around people who are great thinkers, which is one of the reasons I enjoy spending time with my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the times Union because he's not only a Saints expert and an LSU guy and knows horse racing and golf. He's just a sports guy, but he's just a smart guy. I mean, after Hurricane Katrina, he, he was a journalist. <laughs> Everybody was a journalist after Hurricane <laughs> Katrina, but He's got a lot of accolades, and I'm lucky to call him a friend. I'm lucky to have the opportunity to visit with him every Friday here on Cozview. How you doing, my friend?
0: Wow! After that introduction, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. I <laughs> well, you. it Check happens to be
1: true, doesn't it? I mean, come on now. You've uh, you're you're a smart guy, and man, I tell you, Jeff. As we were saying off the air, looking back on the game against the Raiders. Man, I was scared to death for them to play the Raiders cuz when the Raiders the Raiders came to that game, they were they were a team on a roll, man. They'd had a couple of really good games. They had a running back that was that was, you know, running over 150 yards a game and they were beginning to put it all together. In fact, for that game, and you said as much, that Whoever won that game, somebody's going to continue to go forward and probably improve. One's going to have a lot of challenges because it's going to be hard to move forward with that kind of a record. But I would have—I was worried it was going to be the Raiders' momentum that was going to squash the Saints, and the Saints put together one of the most complete games I have ever watched. I'm sure the same thing is true for you. But what's your read looking back on that game?
0: Well, you don't see shutouts in the NFL very often. The last time the Saints did it in the Superdome was a decade ago. That's how long it it had been. So that was really surprising to me. I did not anticipate the Saints shutting out that Raiders offense with all the playmakers they have. But it just goes to show you, Ricky, uh, you know, the, the Saints were challenged last week by the coaching staff, by the leaders on the team, and they responded, I think, in spectacular fashion. We, you could see it from the very first play, their body language, their energy—they were playing with. It was just different. I don't know where it was at the first seven games, but uh, it wasn't at the level that they were at on Sunday. Now, can they replicate that? We'll see. That's the challenge going forward. Every player and coach said that said as much after the game. They weren't, uh, you know, throwing second-line parades after that game because they know they've got a lot of work to do. They're only three and five, uh, but they now know they they can do it. And a lot of it, in my opinion, just came down to sheer.
1: Effort and intensity. Sheer effort and intensity. And, of course, you and I, every single week, we've been saying, even before the season started, that the difference in winning and losing will be the play of the defensive line. And we've been disappointed. We talked in great detail last week about how disappointed we were, you especially, because you know all the dynamics of that. But, man, was it great to see a push and pressure and sacks and, all once you got once you got a defensive line playing the way they played last week, then it helps everybody else. talk, kind of break it all down. What did you observe?
0: Well, that's what we thought we would see from day one. We just haven't really seen that. Uh, everything with the Saints defense starts with their line. They shut down the run. Uh, Josh Jacobs, as you mentioned, came in. I think he was averaging one hundred and fifty yards a game three games before that, and they completely took the running game away. And once they did that, they could pin their ears back and come after Derek Carr. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's not the most mobile guy. And certainly, they kind of moved him around in the pocket. Even when they didn't sack him, they were, they were forcing him to move and throw on the run. And that's just something he's not very comfortable doing. I just thought they affected him uh, a lot. And, and it, it created some plays. I'll give you a good example. First series, they have a chance for a big play down the sideline but he had to move off his mark a little bit. He overthrows. It could have been a 30-yard gain. Then they had another big play, you'll remember, down the sideline to Devontae Adams that just went out of bounds. I think his toe just touched out of bounds. Could have been a 30-, 40-yard gain. That's because he he was harassed a little bit in the pocket, and it affected his throw. It took the ball just out of bounds. Those are the kind of plays uh, that the Saints defensive line has been getting over the years, and they have not been getting them this year. Uh, affecting the quarterback. Uh, it doesn't go down as a sack, but it's it's a, a play where the defensive line affected the passing game, and it doesn't take much at this level uh, to be a difference between a 40-yard completion and an incompletion, and those the Saints all got in their favor this past week, and it, it led to a goose egg.
1: The other thing that was notable, gosh, there's so much notable. I mean, we could literally take it down every single player, because there was something notable about every player, but um, first, as it relates to cornerbacks, you got Reggie Ro- Roby out, uh, uh, maybe for the season, uh, and then you've got Marshawn Lattimore. Hopefully, will be back soon. But man, the the cornerback play stepped up. Man, it was great to see young players make a make a name for themselves.
0: Yeah, Alante Taylor, the rookie out of Tennessee, played fearlessly uh, on the perimeter. A lot of times, was matched up with Devontae Adams, did not back down. Uh, and that's what you want to see in a corner. And I know the Saints challenged them as well this week. The coaching staff challenged those corners, Paulson Adibo, uh and, and Delante Taylor. And that should give everyone confidence that when Marshawn Lattimore does get back on the field, and I don't know if it's going to be this week or not, but that they can hold up on the perimeter because uh, the Raiders, say what you will, but they've got great receivers in Hunter Rimpro and Devontae Adams, and they got shut down in that game. And a lot of it had to do with, with the pass rush as well, it goes hand in hand, Ricky. The yeah. pressure and the back end both have to work together.
1: Well, as you described last week, and this is these are my words. I'm just paraphrasing what you said. That when you have a poor when you have poor play of the defensive line, there's a domino effect. So when you have poor play of the the defensive line, then the linebackers can't play like they normally do. They're having to back them up, and then when that happens, then your safeties can't do what they need to do may be one of the reasons why we haven't heard Tyron Matthews' name as much lately. But in that game last week, you got to see a pushing, sort of dominant defensive line. You got to see linebackers flying all over the field. My God, some of the play that they're making, the tackles they're making are incredible. And then you get to see uh, Tyron Matthews' name being called again and you know big plays being made by him again. I mean, it's all related, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, the defensive line is what sets the tone in the running game. The way the Saints play it, they they keep the offensive line off the linebackers and allows Pete Warner and Demario Davis to run free and make plays in the running game. And if they're not free and offensive linemen are getting on them, it can lead to some leaky yardage in the running game. That's been happening a lot this season. Didn't happen against the Raiders at all. That's where it starts. Now they got a huge challenge this week. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they're one of the best running teams in the league. Uh, they're going to challenge the Saints. I think, much more uh, than they were challenged against the Raiders. And, and look, sometimes I don't want to take anything away from the Saints, but I, I was mentioning it to you pre, before we went on the air. Sometimes the other team just lays an egg. And I felt like the Raiders just, for whatever reason, didn't show up in that game. And, and sometimes we've seen the Saints do that in games. I just felt like the Raiders, for whatever reason, weren't there. I think you'll see a different Raiders team this week. They play down in Jacksonville. Uh, I think they'll be challenged the way the Saints were challenged. And I think they'll they'll give a much better account of themselves because they just didn't show up on, on Sunday.
1: Pete Werner, my goodness, is he a tackler. I mean, what an addition he's been to the linebacker core.
0: Yeah, you see why they let Quan Alexander walk in free agency. I mean, Pete Werner's uh, having an outstanding season and looks like a, a future leader of this defense. The kind of guy that now, if, you, if DeMario Davis moves on in a couple years, you feel good about Pete Werner stepping into that void. And look, they've got some good young defensive players. I mean, part of the, I guess, silver lining to this slow start has been some guys like Pete Werner, and and you mentioned Alante Taylor, some of the young players on the team getting into larger roles and taking advantage of those opportunities that that give you a little better uh, hope for the future here with this team.
1: Yeah, one other comment. We'll finish up the defense and then we'll come back on the other side. We'll we'll talk about the offense. But you saw uh, David anyamana getting some good, good push in the middle. You saw Davenport's name called. I don't know if we've the whole year we haven't heard his name called the way we heard it called this week. They're, again, they were all spirited. But Davenport in particular seemed to have a really good game. Is that what you saw when you studied the film?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they have to double-team him usually or else he's going to eat up single blocks. And I thought he had the biggest defensive play of the game early on when he, he stopped Devontae Adams on that jet sweep. I mean, the Raiders were they were down 7 nothing. They had third and one, really less than one yard. They I don't know about that play call, a, a jet sweep on third and one to Devontae Adams. <laughs> that just seemed strange to me. But Marcus Davenport blew up his block, dropped him for a loss. The next play... The Raiders try, for whatever reason, try a fake punt. The Saints were clearly ready for it. And and then they get a penalty tapped onto that, and the Saints get the ball at the 27-yard line and kick a field goal. Now they're up 10-0. And, and like I was mentioning to you before, Ricky, uh, I think last week when you get control of a game like that, as a play caller, it changes everything. The Saints are up 10 nothing now. They're in control. They can call runs, passes on offense. They can be more aggressive on defense. That's what you want. And and that game changed in that sequence right there.
1: What was interesting about the jet suite with Devontae Taylor that Davenport stopped, I remember clearly Davenport grabbed him with his arms and just stopped him. I mean, it showed enormous strength the way he did that. It was just... Woo, buddy, he's a beast. He is a beast. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Alvin Kamara show and great play from the cornerback. We'll see you after this.
0: Live to Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've able to skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coast View. Listen, I want to remind you that if you haven't signed up for the NOAA.com com. Times Picker Union, Saints newsletter. Just go to Nola.com, click on Saints. You can you'll see that as an option. Sign up for the newsletter. You get it every single morning. The team does a great job of reviewing what's in the stories. You get a sense of just how deeply they cover the Saints and from literally from every perspective. It's it's really awesomely done. But like one of the things that noted this week is um, actually today actually. Is uh, uh, Tyron Matthew wasn't sure if he'd been involved in a shutout before, and I think Jeff, you actually wrote the the, the uh, newsletter this morning. And you said spoiler alert, <laughs> he has, but but it is still rare. It is still very rare. Hey, one of the things you and I discussed during the break, I just want to point this out that we saw we saw, it's great to see offense playing well too. Now uh, you saw the Alvin Alvin Kamara show. You got great. Uh, quarterback play right now, receivers actually catching the ball. And one of the points that you made was that, man, it's amazing that they do catch the ball because it's moving so fast. You and I have had the opportunity, certainly you more than me, to watch the game from the sidelines. And when you're on the sidelines, you get a sense of how big they are, how hard they hit, how fast they're moving. The game is moving so incredibly fast. And then on top of that, how fast the ball is moving when it's in the air. And And they're catching it not with their body, but with their hands and they usually have somebody on their back when they're doing it. It's, uh, I mean, the, as you said during the break, supersonic. The game is moving at supersonic speed. You don't see that on TV. You don't get a sense of that on TV. But these guys are superhuman, aren't they?
0: Yeah, the, the, the speed of the game, I mean, that sounds cliche, but it's very true. I mean, I don't think people have any clue that guys, a guy like Andy Dalton, when you watch him in a game, looks like he's slow as molasses out there. And he's way faster than you and I will ever be. You know that just kind of puts into perspective. I mean, those guys, those those linemen, those big, huge linemen, are faster than we are. It, it's hard for you to grasp just how fast everyone is at that elite athletic level. And look, they've made some advancements right now. I mean, I will say this: you, know, you talk about catching the ball. I see these gloves these guys wear now. It's it's amazing how tacky they are, how like sticky they are. The what they're made with. And, look, I think the league wants that, to be honest with you, Ricky. They want balls caught. They want receivers to catch the ball. It's better entertainment. It's better, uh, you know, for the TV dollar. So they don't want a bunch of drops in in nine to six football games. They'd rather have 35, 31 games. Uh, So they allow these receivers now to wear these incredible new technology gloves that, frankly, make it hard to drop a ball. They're so good.
1: Yeah, I think of the Raiders back in the day, man, when they had to stick them, and it was yep. on their fingers, and it would get all over everybody's uniforms. We've come a long way in that world, that's for sure. But Andy Dalton, man, as a as a sort of a just a Saints fan watching the game, um, he's so cool and calm. I mean, and as you pointed out, the thing that probably separated him from Jameis Winston was his ability to quickly read the defense and see what he needs to do. But he, he's just playing well. You look at the numbers over uh, – forget about the pick sixes for a second. Just look at his numbers over the last several uh, games. He's, he's, he's playing at a high level right now.
0: Well, he's doing exactly what Dennis Allen and the staff want him to do. I think that's the most important thing. He's managing the game. He's making plays when he has to make them, when they have third-down conversions. Now, they're leaning on that offensive line. And Alvin Kamara, I mean, his greatness – And Taysom Hill, they know what they are now. They have an identity on offense. They're a run-first team. That's the bread and butter. But you still have to be able to pass the ball in the NFL, and and Dalton is doing it, I think, at a very efficient level. They're not trying very many deep balls. They certainly didn't against the Raiders. Everything was short, moving the chains. And like I said, once they got control of that game, everything was a lot easier. I mean, you're up 10-0. You don't have to take a chance. You can punt. You know your defense is in control. Uh, so that game was managed, I think, perfectly by Andy Dalton, and that's one of the reasons why he's got the starting job right now.
1: Well, Taysom Hill, I love the way they're playing him. I mean, he you know, the statistics on when he plays, the Saints do better when he's in part of the offense, not as some sort of byproduct, but literally a part of the of the strategic effort on the field, you know, regular, regular guy. What's interesting is that just, just because he might think that, you know, the defense might think that he's going to drop back They had that freezes him. They he is a real threat, man. I mean, he knows when to fake it and he knows when the hole is there, but he can't be stopped on short yardage plays, can he?
0: Well, that, yeah, that QB power play is one of the most devastating plays in the NFL uh, because it it takes into account numbers. And and we're going to see a little of that, actually, a lot of that this week with Lamar Jackson because he's a different kind of runner, but it's the same concept and that. You have to account for the quarterback with the ball. And most teams, you don't. When you play their their quarterback, they're not a running threat. So we're going to see two different facets of the QB running attack in this game coming up. But they're also getting Taysom involved more as a receiver. He caught a pass last game. They threw another one his way. I know they targeted him. That's to keep defenses honest and take advantage of his playmaking ability in the open field. Because once he gets the ball in the open field, uh, DBs don't want to tackle that guy.
1: They really don't. We saw the Alvin Kamara show, not much more to say about that other than what about all this trade rumor junk? No,
0: that's 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 just speculation right now, Ricky. Look, right before the trade deadline, teams are calling all of the league. Who's available on your roster? What about this guy if he's not available? Would, would you consider it? If we Names come up every year. It always happens. Drew Brees' name used to come up. And I used to just roll my eyes because I know the Saints are not interested in trading Alvin Kamara if somebody calls you and says what would it take to get Alvin Kamara that means they called and asked about him doesn't mean the Saints are trading him and I think that stuff he's got a big name and in in this day and age with the 24-7 coverage it gets a lot of press
1: Lamar Jackson Monday Night Football coming off a great game Boys, we're going to learn a lot about the Saints who usually play well in prime time. Jeff Duncan, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, we'll talk next week, Ricky. Have a great weekend. Take
1: care. You bet. Have a great weekend. Be safe this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning.